Yo, hang on. I got to I got to let me get the mic all crisp and ready. Yo, hang on. <laughs> we got Megan on the track. Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred, your favorite podcast about the latest sports, hot topics, polls and more. Now, here are your hosts, Nick and Fred. Welcome to Full Circle. This is season 4. I think it's episode 4 actually. Season 4, episode 4. I'm your host, Nick. That's my co-host, Megan, over there. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Megan. Megan's subbing in for uh, Fred. Fred is busy. Even though he just heard him laughing over there, Fred is too- is busy for the show. He's got to go, like, cut his lawn with his, like, patchy grass and scrap his lawn or whatever. Fred's got to go cut his lawn. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Megan. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Uh, is this your first time on the show? It is. Wow, so we're in for a treat, guys. Something uh, like that. <laughs> uh, so first of all, I want to start off with a happy belated birthday. It was your birthday last week, right? Uh, yes, it was my birthday. I think I'm starting to officially feel old now. You know, 27. It seems like really close to 30. So, well, I'm turning 29 in a month, so I'm starting to feel real old. Ooh, close that three zero, but. Uh, yeah, did you do anything cool for your birthday? Uh, yeah, this weekend, um, I went to a Post Malone concert, and that's pretty much what, like, I had planned for my birthday. I didn't so, do anything on the actual day, because it was on a Wednesday. Yeah, that kind of, you know, kind of snakes on your birthdays in the week. Like, you're like, oh, I'll go out for dinner, but you're not going to go hard on a Wednesday. You got to wake up for work on a Thursday. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so Fred is telling me you're like, you like, you love going to concerts, right? You're a big concert goer. You've been to a bunch. Uh, I wouldn't say a bunch. I went a lot in college because it was the thing to do in Raleigh. Cause there's Walnut Creek right there, but, um, they were a lot of fun. <laughs> so he was saying, you said this is the best concert you've ever been to. Oh, 100%. The best concert I've ever been to. I went to uh Dreamville the first year that they had Dreamville there in Raleigh. Um, and that was okay. There was a bunch of people that I didn't know there, but going to go see Post Malone, like, you know, you know every song, you're out there jamming. We met a bunch of cool people in the um, in the lawn that we kind of stayed with. It did get delayed for like an hour and a half, which was trash, and they tried to kick us off the lawn, but we were all like, what are you going to do? You know, like the security people were like, oh, you have to leave. We did not. Um, so we just sat out there in the rain and the lightning for about an hour and a half. And then um, Post Malone finally came on. And I'm telling you, it was the best shit I've ever seen in my life. I've already told Tyler, who is my wife, for you who don't know, um, that we are definitely going to go find and see him again. I'm obsessed now. That is awesome. So it, even though even though it got delayed an hour and a half, still the best concert I've ever been to. Oh, 100%. He is... I'm not even going to lie to you, maybe even better in person than on the radio. I'm telling you, he just has like the best stage presence. He had shit flying all through the stage, like rockets going off and sparks and like the whole nine, the production of it was a one. It was amazing. Wow. So he's a good showman and everything. Oh, 100%. Me and Tyler were joking. We went to a, a John Mayer concert once, and that was trash. <laughs> Worst concert I've ever been to. And we were like, it's either going to be like John Mayer, who seemed like he was blazed out of his mind the whole time, or it's going to be like the best thing ever, and it ended up being the best thing ever. So, uh, I'm not familiar with John Mayer. He's like a, is he like a country guy? John Mayer is like a, folk, like a folky pop indie pop kind of, I guess. He's, okay slow so he just kind of like put no effort in he was just kind of there like hey, i'm getting my check here we go that's all he did and he yes and i thought that he was on drugs the whole time i'm not even gonna lie to you i'll go ahead and put it out there it was terrible i didn't know like anything he was singing he didn't sing a lot of like his older stuff which is what he's kind of known for he sang a lot of his like newer stuff at the time and it was just not good it was that's, just all around a bad experience. That's kind of, I feel like that's tough, you know, as an artist, because he probably, he you know, everyone wants to see those older songs, but, you know, he's probably performing them all the time. He's like, I want people to hear my new stuff. And I mean. 
Yeah, well, I mean, but that's the thing that Post Malone did great because he played stuff off his first album. He even played a song that he said like was one of the four the first things he ever um re- like recorded. What is what do you call it when they um redo a song somebody else has done? A oh, cover, cover, yes. He did a cover of one of his songs from like the first time he ever made an album. Um and then he you know, did like classic White Iverson, and then he went into like stuff off of his new album, Austin. And then he, you know, went to the middle of like his career with um, different songs off all those different albums. It was, he did a really good job of mixing the new and the old really well. Yeah, I think that's how you, how you, how you got to do it. You know, you got to know, you got to know what the people want, right? You got to know what the people want. And, so he was he the only did he have like an opener or something or just him? He had some opener. I don't even know what their names were, like the Beach Bunnies or the be- <laughs> or something. I don't even know. Uh Beach Bums. It might not even have been Beach. It might have been Bunny Somethings. It might have been the Bunny Something. I don't even know. I don't know who they were. They were nobodies. Didn't matter though. Post Malone was just the best. Exactly. So Besides that, what else have you been up to? You know, it's been a little bit since we've talked, you know, been up to anything else? I haven't really been up to anything. I am a new parent. Me and my wife did just get two foster kids. Um, yeah, let's let's get into like that. The biggest thing that's happened to me, like probably of all my life. <laughs> well, that is a like big thing. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to like, I don't know if you want to get into it. I'm kind of curious, like what made you guys decide to do that? Like what's the process and 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 everything i just i got so many questions well you know i'm here to answer any questions you have <laughs> so um yeah how did you guys decide like hey let's be let's be foster parents like how how do you guys decide that you know what nick that is very interesting because i have no freaking idea no idea <laughs> how we got into it um my wife has always wanted to be a foster parent and we've talked about it and then all of a sudden one day uh last october she came home with these stacks of papers and like this lady's number for us to contact and was like, I'm ready to do it if you are. And, you know, I was like, honestly, I didn't think she was serious at first. I thought it was going to be one of those things that we kind of just like talk about and like, you know, never actually do anything about it. Um, But then... She filled out all the paperwork. She got in contact with um, our representative for being a foster parent. And we took classes and now we've got two kids. (laughs) That's crazy. So Tyler just comes back with these papers and he's like, hey, you want to be a foster parent? And you're just like, yeah, sure. And then boom, now, now, now you're a foster parent. Yes, that's pretty much exactly how it happened. That's crazy. So, like you said, you, you said you had to take like classes and everything, and like I'm guessing pass them to in order to be a foster parent. Um, there's really no pass or fail. I mean, you can obviously pass or fail your drug test and your background check, but the classes are more like introducing you into what foster care is. Um, it's really like basic classes. I couldn't even really tell you what they're about now. Um, just like about the different kids, like different type of foster kids um, kind of gives you parenting tips because I feel like a lot of foster parents maybe have never been parents before. Mm -hmm. So they give you parenting tips and things like that. It was only about um, eight weeks of classes. I want to say maybe I could be lying about that, but I'm pretty sure it was about eight weeks of classes, um, two nights a week for just a couple hours. So it was, it was super manageable. It was all online. Um, which changed a lot because of COVID. It used to be all in person, but now it's all online. So it's really doable. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So like how long, how long would you say from you filling out the papers and sending them in until like, boom, you have like, you have your foster kids like with you, like how, how long is that process? So for us, we started the classes in November and we got our boys in February. So wow. it only took us like four months. So four months. So you went like, boom, one day just big. Like, oh, I guess we could be a foster parent. Four months later, boom, you're a foster parent. Now here you are five months later. I, 
I just saw your post. It was their first day of school. Yes, it was their first day of school. Um, I was super nervous for them. You know, they've been to a lot of schools in the last couple of years. Um, but they're going to school with my wife. They're going to her school now. And I'm super excited for the year for them to see, you know, how it all pans out for them to be in, you know, a stable environment at a place that they can, you know, stay for a while. So, yeah, that's actually, that's kind of cool that uh, they're going to school Tyler works at. Yes. Oh, so, you know, they got someone there if anything's wrong. So, how does the like process like I'm guessing like do they assign you kids or do you like do you, do you say like hey I want to I want to foster kids between this certain age and they like give them to you how's that work So you can say hey I prefer to do infants I prefer to do uh, male I prefer to do female um, you can give them a specific age range for me and Tyler. It never really mattered, uh, for our lifestyle. We did want to do school age kids. Um, just because childcare is, you know, a little bit more difficult to come by during the week on days that I have to work cause I work 12 hour shifts. Um, so we did want to do school age kids, um, because we felt like we could benefit school age kids more, um, than infants. And then, mm-hmm. so we didn't really have any stipulations, really. Um, on our thing, I put that we prefer school-age kids, but we were open to whatever. Um, so how it worked for us is our representative for being foster parents, she contacted us one day through a text message and was like, hey, I have these two boys. They are 11 and 13 gave us a little bit of their background, not much. And then was like, they are foster to adopt, which we weren't really looking for. We weren't in doing foster care in order to adopt kids, but it looks like that's the path we're on now because we will eventually hopefully adopt our boys. Um, But she was like, I think y'all would be a really good fit for them. They seem like they would mesh well with your, living and your lifestyle and things like that and I think you should meet them so we met them like a week later like after that text and then it took about a month or so for them to come into our house um from there from their previous foster parents house and that was kind of it we we met them two or three times I think we hung out with them like two or three times before we officially uh, moved them into the house. So what's that kind of like, you know, like going to like meet them for the first time or the first couple of times? Is it just like you just like making sure it's like everything all compatible or everything or? Yeah, pretty much. It's like the most awkward thing you've ever done in your life. <laughs> I, I don't say, know. It's, it sounds awkward. awkward thing you've ever done in your life is, but that was the most awkward thing I've ever done in my life. Um we met them at a park and I don't know if you could kind of just take your mind back to when you were 11 and 13, but just take your mind back to when you're 11 or 13 and think about meeting a stranger that you may be living with possibly, you know, I I mean, I can't really imagine doing it. No. Like I was a shy kid. Like I, I, yeah. Well, just, one of our boys are really shy. The other one is super outgoing. So the out more outgoing one was very talkative, very interactive. The shyer one was a little bit more shy, but we all really meshed well together. Like it was almost like it was a meant to be kind of situation for us. Um, if you ever talked to their previous foster mom who we're still in contact with and we still allow the boys to be in contact with she would tell you that she just couldn't believe how quickly it happened and how much of a connection we formed right there on that first day that we met them. That's awesome to hear. So, yeah, but it was hella awkward. It was like super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't, it was just, I don't know. I couldn't imagine like just, you know, you go into the park and it's like meeting like, you know, like, you know, 11, a year old, 13 year old and trying to be, Hey, I'm Nick. Uh, you want to you want to come live with me like, yeah exactly i don't, I don't know that's, that's just i can't imagine doing that yeah me either honestly um they're super brave boys they're pretty kick-ass so 
Well, that's just awesome. I mean, so sounds like it's going great. I mean, it, it has its challenges. Parenthood I mean, yeah, is I mean, not for the faint of heart, but uh, it's been pretty seamless, you know, going from not having kids to having two kids in my home. Um, it's been yeah. a whirlwind of five months, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm guessing there was like a little adjustment period at the beginning. Be like, whoa, like I got Nick, someone to take care of. Please. Like, oh my God. I thought I was going to lose my fucking mind. I was like, I cannot. I was, at one point, I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, I don't, you know, it is such a huge adjustment. Like, just think about taking in a roommate. If you've never had a roommate before, just taking in a roommate, how much of adjustment that is. And then mm. just make that 10, 20, 30, 100 times more intense by in having kids that you have to take care of, that you have to watch, you have to parent. I've never been a parent before. I mean, I'm a dog mom, but my dogs are literally the most chillest dogs you've ever met in your life. Barely had to train them, you know. So training kids is not like training dogs. <laughs> training kids. <laughs> no, I mean. I can barely take care of myself. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine having a, I don't even really want a pet right now. I couldn't imagine taking care of kids. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know. If, I'm curious. So like, what was like, I don't know if you want to get into this or not, but like, what was the first time when you ever had to like, I mean, if you had to like discipline him all a little bit, be like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like ever been like, yes. Hey, you can't do that. Uh, was, absolutely. All the time. What was like the first time, like the first time you had to do that? What was that like? Man. That must have been like a little strange. Well, you have to kind of, you know, when they come into your house, you have to pretty much lay down pretty strict ground rules so they know what to expect, you know, just like any kid. Um, so you just kind of lay out ground rules and then you decide on how to um, enforce those rules. And for us, we laid out the ground rules. We were like it's kind of like a strike system. So we have, they get three strikes a day, whether that's like, you know, petty stuff like talking back or just not doing what they're supposed to, or like big stuff that you, that you're like, Whoa, you definitely cannot do that. And if you lose your strikes, then you lose something for a week. I, I so think I've had I to like take away one. their TV. I've had to take away the iPad. Um, one of my kids is super into Legos. We literally had to take every Lego out of his room one time because he was doing things he was not supposed to do. You wouldn't, you would be surprised how easy it is to kind of just get into that role though. Like it kind of like when people say it comes naturally, it will even come naturally to you. If they're not your biological children, you just kind of get in that mode and you're like, Oh no, we're not doing that today. Uh, uh, that's not how it's going to be around here. And I know you know better. So you're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it just really came naturally, I would say, um, for the discipline and like the actual parenting part. The biggest, uh, you know, it's just the hardest part is really adjusting to having new individuals into your home, really. And, you know, learning that dynamic between being a wife, being a parent, you know, being a spouse, being somebody that works full time. You have to go back to school with them. They don't just like do their homework on their own. You have to help them, which is, was like a big shocker for me. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I don't know any of this stuff anymore. I, mean, um, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I don't know about you. I know I didn't always do my homework you know, I have my parents say, Hey, you got to do this or like, mm -hmm. you know how to do, they, they know how to do something right. And they ask you and you're like, I have not looked at this in 20 years. I don't know. Like literally how are we supposed to remember how to do that? Yeah, like, especially like math stuff or anything. Or it's like, or and then like, they do math really weird now. Just so you, you know, they what use do you like mean? they don't they don't teach kids how to do math the same way they taught us how to do math. Like, you know, with subtracting, you take away, you turn it into a tenth of a number, and then you subtract. You know, now they do it in like blocks and like. With all these different numbers, it's very confusing. So I have no idea how to do math with them. No idea. It is the strangest thing. I'm like, why are we making this longer and harder than what it has to be? They're you doing would, like, it's called like core math, I think now. They do core math. Core. You would think they would make it easier because, listen, almost pretty much everyone 
has a cell phone once they get you know older and pretty much everyone has a calculator on that cell phone even the most basic cell phone has a calculator He's like pretty much you always have a calculator in your pocket right like 100 percent of the time 100 percent of the time you have a calculator whether that's be in the on the computer in front of you on your phone i mean you know i get why they need to learn it but come on people don't make it harder on me to try to help you figure out how to do basic math. <laughs> wow. So that's, yeah, I'm looking up this common core math. So yeah, I see. It's just, it is different. That's crazy. That's, I don't know. Whatever. I guess whatever. I don't exactly. Know. Whatever. Whatever. You better be paying attention while you in class and not ask me how to do that mess when you get home, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. So overall, overall, you, you, you love being a foster parent. Yeah, I do love it. I love those boys. Um, I think they, you know, mesh well with us and fit well in our home. And I couldn't imagine my life without them now, I guess, you know. I do got to say, I know you're saying it's like weird adjusting to like new people like living with you, right? It's always strange. I'm right now in the opposite of you. So I recently finally moved into my house and I'm living here all by myself all my (laughs) life. I've always either, you know, I lived at home with like five, six people or I've had roommates. Now I'm living all alone. I'll tell you what. It's been a little strange. Is it? Yeah. Have you ever like lived alone all by yourself? Technically, no. But when Tyler and I moved into our house, uh, two, oh, it's probably been like three years now, I think. Wow. Time flies. Anyways, um, she was traveling uh, back and forth to work a lot so i would stay at the house by myself quite a few nights a week alone so not technically alone but like i was still at my house alone for quite a few nights a week so all right so that's just kind of like that's kind of similar though yeah i mean it's i don't know it's just weird like i i can be as loud as i want anytime i want i'm walking just doing everything and gotta worry about anyone else I'm kind of I'm kind of liking it now that I'm getting used to yeah. it. I'm I'm liking it. Yeah, because like, you know, when I was back when I was living at my parents' house, I like living with them. I have no issues with them or anything. Mm-hmm. But one thing I always hated is uh my youngest sister who still lives at home, you know, she's like 21. She the bathroom was always disgusting and gross, so I'm so happy I got a nice clean bathroom here. And I I'm I'm I'm, I'm loving it, but it definitely is a change, and I'm still getting a little used to it. It's still a little weird, you know, when the AC isn't going. It's a little quiet. It's just. But do yeah. you work? Do you work from home, or do you like go out? No, so I I, I have to go into work, which is also you know it would kind of, I think it would definitely stink if I was working from home and lived all by myself because then some days I probably would just be home all day and not see a single person, you know. So yeah. I kind of do like going in, you know. I still see people and everything, and I still hang out with my friends or whatever, but. It's it's been a change. Yeah, see, mine was definitely not to that extent. You know, I've always had a roommate technically. You know, I moved into an apartment straight out of high school, eighteen, going off to Whoa. going off to college. I left home. I moved into an apartment with my sister and my best friend. Shout out Bailey if you're if you're listening. Um, which was the biggest life change, like I think was is one of those big life changes that you kind of never forget, you know, learning how to for real take care of yourself and your own space. Cause I lived in one of those apartments that everybody had their own private bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never moved back home, you know, since I was 18, I've always lived apart from my parents since I graduated high school, but I don't know how I would be completely being in solitude at home, like with literally nobody else there, like in knowing, you know, cause I always knew Tyler was coming back. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know how I would do. I mean, I'm kind of skittish. Like, have you ever seen those memes where like people run and turn off the light and then run some more and turn off the next light? I feel like that would be me if I lived at home by myself. Is that you? That is kind of me. I mean, not, not as much anymore. Because I, I, when I first was like coming to the house, I was like that. But now I've been here so many times, not really like that anymore because my house is like, it's, it's not super big. So there's like nowhere like creepy stuff could hide. You know what I mean? The yeah. only thing I am scared of my basement, but the reason why I'm scared of it, I've talked about this many times. There's like billions of spiders down there. 
No, I cannot live in a place with spiders, Nick. You better get the uh, those pest control folks out there because That's I can't come and visit saying, you with like, no spiders. There is like, it's like I bought this house from Hoarders. There are tons of spiders all around. There's like a giant spider that lives like in the like a basement window on the outside. I saw once. So that's the only thing that I'm afraid of, like spiders. Like there was a spider in my bed when I went to sleep on it the other night, and I had to like. What, Nick? Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Spiders. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Freddie to look you up, the best pest control person in the area, and we're gonna set you up an appointment. And they just like. I'm telling you, they come out once. It's a flat fee. They spray, they extinguish, and you're done. And you just get it done once a year. It's super easy. You've got to do it. It'll Maybe. change your life and get rid of those spiders because we can't be having you living with spiders, Nick. We can't. Maybe. I mean, I, I have been warning Fred about this. I don't know if you know. Fred is staying me staying with me next week for the entire week. And I've been warning him, like, hey, like, there's a lot of spiders around. And I'm like, hey, like I'm like I'm still working on the house. I'm not like official. I moved in. I've been trying mm-hmm. to warn him everything. And Fred's like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like you're being ridiculous. And I feel like I'm not being ridiculous. Like I'm trying to warn him. Like you know, like listen, buddy. Lots of spiders. Lots of things. And he thinks I'm being ridiculous. He'll see. He'll Would see. you? Why don't you like just go to Walmart and bomb your house? Have you ever heard of bombing? I just, I don't know. I don't want to breathe in a bunch of chemicals, whatever. It's no, not no, really no, that bad, but there are, I'm not going to lie. There's a decent amount of spiders, but it's not like. You, you know, won't breathe in chemicals. If you're not already all moved in, do you still like stay at your parents' house and then like stay at your house sometimes? Or are you like. Not anymore. I, I was, house? I was doing that, but now I'm just pretty much just living here. See, you messed up. You could have bombed it. You, you literally go to Walmart and they are called bug bombs. You don't breathe them in or anything. You put them down in like one in each room, depending on how big the room is, or like two if you have like an open concept. You just pull the plug and you leave it there for like, I think it's 24 to 48 hours. Some of them might be three days. And then you go back home. You just open your windows, wash all your dishes. And that's it. There's no chemicals being breathed in, and then, then your pest what, problem is gone. What's killing the bugs then? If if there's no well, chemicals, there's obviously chemicals, but you're not you're not going to be breathing them in because you have to wait the allotted time before you go back. Uh, I like you don't can't know. go while it's bombing, but uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I will have to look into it. I mean, it's not really that bad. I mean, I did have any to kill spider it. is any spider anywhere is enough for me. To bomb the hell out of my house. Well, I'll tell you what, I I don't think I'm petrified. Wanna, I don't think you're gonna want to stay a night at my house. Let's just say that. I'm now. not gonna be able to. I'd be so scared. I'm telling you, they <laughs> creep me out. They're my biggest fear. If anybody knows me, they know that spiders are it for me. I'm done. Can't can't do it. Like, what's your biggest fear? Like, what's that one thing that you're like, oh, I can't deal with that. Like, gotta move, gotta go. It used to be stuff like spiders and bugs, and now I'm just kind of used to them. Just starting to squish them. It, they used to be that, but uh, you know what I mean. It's kind of just like I've seen so many now. I'm just like, whatever. I'm over it. Oh, so you've like corrected your your kinda. fear. I'm still like, like I said, still, like, I still don't really. <laughs> Still don't really want to go in my basement because of a lot of spider webs and whatnot. I still I won't well, lie about that. What do you have a basement for? I, I mean, like, I don't have a basement. I've never lived somewhere with a basement. Like, what's the point of a basement? Is it a northern thing? You know, I'm yeah. Southern. Well, like half of it is finished, right? Oh, it's got like a little. It's like semi finished. Half of it, like I could like put like a TV and couch down there if I wanted to. Mm, Just an extra like a little room. man cave. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of spiders down there. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that, but I could. And then. The other half, which is unfinished, has like a little like it's got like a little workbench. It's got my washer and dryer. They're down there. Usually, like mm-hmm. a lot of houses, like a lot of especially older houses up here, the washer and dryer in the basement. Oh, I see. So like mine are down there. So I've been washing my clothes in my parents' house. You <laughs> <laughs> see, that's another reason you could just set off the bombs down there. Like you could Maybe. probably just put two down there and. Just like be like, mom, dad, I'm gonna stay with you for three days. So well, wait, I, I put them down there, and then boom, all the bugs are upstairs now. No, it doesn't work like that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a pest control, you know, person, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. All right. Well, I I just actually gonna ask you one last thing on the foster parent thing. I was just curious about this. I saw your post. You know how you know how I saw your post that it's uh it was their first day of school. 
Yes. I saw you blurt out their faces. Is that something you just do for their privacy or is that something they make you do? I was just curious about that. Like It is the law, actually. You're not allowed to post them on any social media site until, like, we will be once we adopt them, like, because we are, like I said, uh, okay. hopefully adopting them one day. But any foster kid in any foster house, you are not allowed to, you know, post their face on social media and a lot of that's for their protection you know maybe the family that they came from is not the best family and we'll try to you know seek them out like you know how you can search pictures now i don't know if you can like back search somebody's like a kid picture and then they find me on facebook or something like that you know what i'm saying um and it's also just it's it's for their protection and for your protection like if you've got a kid coming from a family that isn't good that would come back and like come up in your house and steal the kid from your house. You don't want that to happen, you know, and you don't want somebody finding the child that doesn't need to be around the child just because you posted them on social media. So. No, that makes total sense. I kind of figured that, but I was just a little curious. That that makes sense. So we talked about this a little before the show, right? Before we get in the polls, you said you didn't uh, listen to the last episode. That's okay. Uh, I, you're saying you're a big Harry Potter fan. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Mm. You're getting, you know, you weren't too happy about that. Big Harry Potter fan, right? Yeah. Well, you said something to Fred, I think, like two weekends ago. He brought it up on the last show that made me, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I heard. What was it? You said you <laughs> hate no sun- you hate sunglasses. Yes, I hate them, Nick, so much. I don't get that. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what it is. Even as I was a kid, you know, I've always played sports and stuff outside. I didn't even like wearing sunglasses then. Like, when I played softball, you know, sunglasses come in handy because the sun and the ball are, like, the same color. I hate it. I don't like how it distorts my vision of the outside. How does, what do you mean distort your vision? <laughs> you know, like it changes the colors of things. Like I like seeing the world as it should be, which is through my perfectly good visioned eyes. I got to say, sometimes it can make the world like a cool color though. And it's nice to see it in a different shade, you know, but you can also get it non-polarized. You're missing out. I'm there's telling always you. a tint or a hue. Like there's always some Not always. of the picture of outside but i've also like never wore glasses like actual glasses i have 2020 over here your girl's got good vision so i don't maybe that's one of those things you know like i've never really had to wear glasses and maybe i also don't like the way they feel on my face does everybody like the way glasses just like sit on your face because they kind of hurt my ears a little because i'm not used to having something like pressed right you know right behind your ear I guess I could see that. I mean, I'm just not used to having stuff on my face like that. And I and I don't like the way it makes the outside look. I don't know. I just got to say, I, I I think I'm guessing you've all anytime I'm outside, I have to wear sunglasses. Like I've said many times, I have white retinas. I'm extra sensitive to sunlight. So I always have to wear sunglasses. I have no joke, probably 20 to 30 pairs. A lot of them are cheap. You know, I just. <laughs> I, they're they're kind of just like cheap pairs, you know, and they'll break whatever. Well, you accessorize with them too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what I, mean? I got I got a blue pair for this outfit. I got a red pair for you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just a huge sunglasses person. I just heard that. And I was like, I couldn't believe. It. I couldn't believe. It. Well, let me ask you this: How do you feel about these pit vipers that are like the trendy new glasses? I'm a fan. That all these kids are wearing. Do you have a pair? I don't think I have a pair of legit oh pit vipers. I should get a pair. I you don't think I have. Look, uh, like a lookalike? Like a, you know. I think I have a lookalike one, but I don't really wear them much. I do like them. I just, I normally just, I tend to wear like either like the wafers or like, I got these like cool, like more like circle ones. I don't know how to describe them, but. I can see you wearing circle glasses. Like circle glasses are not for everybody. You know, if you have they're a not, circle They're not completely face. circle. They're like half circles, I guess. Well, I could see you wearing some full circle. Go back to Harry Potter. Harry Potter's <laughs> glasses. You could totally pull it off. You have a slender face. And it's a whole vibe. Ah. Circle sunglasses are the biggest vibe. I don't care what anybody says. 
out there listening, don't don't at me, but it's a whole vibe. Circle sunglasses. I think you just inspired me. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to buy circle sunglasses. You should. I'm telling you. You have to get the right size. Like, you know, sometimes they might be too small. So you have to find the right circumference, I guess, of circle sunglasses. But I think you can rock them. And that will be our first poll question. Uh, circle sunglasses, <laughs> yay or nay. But yes. I do have Maybe these. me because I don't have the face for them, but I love seeing people who can pull off circle sunglasses. It's one of those things you see people in. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm so jealous of you. Is there? Do you have a thing that you see people in and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could pull that off? Because circle sunglasses is it for me. No, I got to agree. That's one of them. I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there are definitely things where I'm like, wow, that looks good on you. I know on me it would look like trash. Like, exactly. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think part of it is like sometimes you just got to know like, hey, that's not for me. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to know. Yeah, not not everything will be for everybody. I get it. So you want to get in the polls? We're like we're like halfway through the show. You want to get want to hear the poll results from last episode? Yeah, of course. All right. So it looks like uh, Fred put four up for you guys. So let's see what let's see what they were. Uh, the first one. Oh, these are tiny. Thanks, Fred. Uh, Groupon experiences. Have you had good, good experience, bad experience, or never used? Megan, did you vote on these? I don't think I voted. I voted on the last one, the sunglass one. I don't think <laughs> I saw the earlier ones for some reason. But I always do the polls. I don't, but I don't for some reason think I saw these. Okay, uh, so when you when you use Groupon, do you usually have good experience, do you usually have bad bad experiences. I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know if I've ever used a Groupon, but I worked at a place in college that used Groupon and it seemed like a really good deal to me. Like the deal that we had out there for Groupon was a good deal. It was super easy to use. I don't think I've ever used a Groupon, but I'm going to say good experience. You know, what's not, you know, what's not good about getting a low, low deal on something, you know? All right. Well, we had, we had 16 responses on this. We had eight people, like you said, they were like, good deal, good deal. Seven people never used it, so I think, and then one person had a bad experience. So, See, now I'm interested. What what kind of bad experience? Why was it a bad experience? Was it the place, or was it the actual, the coupon that was bad? So, you know what? I don't know who it is. I can't see. Uh, if you, we'll have to, I'll have to get Fred to reach out to them, or if you're listening to this, and you've already had a bad Groupon experience, please let us know what it was. I am also curious. It yeah. seems like most people are good or just haven't used it. So the next poll question is, should Fred coach a rec sports team? Yeah, Fred was Fred was actually thinking about coaching like a youth soccer team. I was telling him he should go for it. I right? think that that would be amazing for him to do. He would be so amazing at it, I think. Yeah, he I really think. He would be so good. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, you know, if you go like, you know, like middle school or something, it's you know what I mean it's not like super serious but you know like it gives you experience I, th- I really think he should I think he should go for it I've told him that multiple times he has mentioned he wants to do this coaching thing and you can literally sign up to be a coach in your community at your local athletics for the county you know every county kind of has like an athletic department mm-hmm sports and you can just sign up to be a coach and all you have to do is show up you don't have to have a kid you don't have to have any experience they don't need your resume so i told him he should go for it yeah i've been telling him too and we had 14 uh 14 answers we had 10 people say yes he should and four people were like no he shouldn't i think it's funny (laughs) those four people do not know fred at all then i don't know who these people are but i think it's just hilarious they're like no fred i no you're you're no we're not going to count them as close friends to Fred if they say no. Or they're just close enough where there's like they're messing around. I, I think that's funny. I can't see who voted no, but that is funny. Uh, the third poll. All right. We had, uh, do y'all listen to white noise sounds to sleep? Do you, Megan? Absolutely not. No, just- no, no. I'm a huge believer in peace and quiet. I don't. Some of you, I don't know if Fred's ever talked about it on the podcast or not, but I'm also not the biggest music fan. Like, I'm the girl in the car that listens to an audiobook or nothing at all. Mainly, mostly nothing at all these days. I just like to drive in silence. I like it to be silent. And when I go to sleep, me and my wife cut off every light, 
have our fan going, which is a ceiling fan, so it doesn't even make any oh, noise really at okay. all. And I just like the quiet. I'm not into like, what is it, ASMR or whatever that people are into these days? Not into that. Yeah, like Fred Fred says he likes to put on like, you know, like a sun, like a rain noise or something to go to sleep, like a, like a thunderstorm, like a nice, like, boom, you know, like a rumble. Yeah, I home, no. I, I'm I'm like you, honestly, I'm I like I like music, but I'm not a huge music guy. You know, you know, Fred, right? Always playing music. This man always, always. Does, like his entire life is music. Me, I'm kind of like you. Sometimes I'll just drive and I won't I won't even put on the radio. I won't like hook up music or I usually listen to like podcasts or something. And sometimes I'll just drive and I like don't even put anything on, you know, just it's nice and relaxing. I agree with you. But another thing, this goes back to my foster kid thing. One thing that was huge for me to adjust to is one of my kids loves listening to music, <clears throat> plays it all the time in his room. And I do not have a big house. You've been to my house. It's very quaint. We are very packed in there together. We're all loving on each other. Drives me fucking nuts to hear his music coming from his room. Drives me fucking nuts. So when he falls asleep in his room, I go in there and I turn it off immediately. And he's the type of kid that likes to listen to this same song. He'll repeat it for like four times. And I have to go in there. You remember us talking about getting on them about things that they can and can't do. I'm like, I do not want to hear that song. Come on again all night or you're not going to be listening to music. <laughs> I can't stand it. it drives me nuts so i don't know how people listen to white noise it's very interesting to me that people like that because it kind of makes you know like one of those ticks you know how you get ticks about stuff that's one of mine is white noise and just music playing in the background i'm just not a fan well we had 15 responses to this we had six people like yeah they do white noise and nine people say no so more people tend to agree with us than Fred. Like, nah, I mean, I don't really need to listen to anything. I, yeah, I usually don't. I, only now that I'm living all alone, it's complete silence. Maybe sometimes uh, I have played something, but it's, it's a mix. Depends how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. And the last poll. Thoughts on sunglasses. We very <laughs> much know yours already. We very much know mine. We had 16 responses. 15 people said dope. And a single person said trash. I don't know who it was since it wasn't you, but you have <laughs> no, that one. one wasn't, that one was me. Oh, that one was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you well, I just did the last one. <laughs> only you think sunglasses are trash. And oh. I can't believe it. Well, I just want you to know that I'm going to go ahead and blow up Fred's spot. Because when I mentioned that we, the reason why we got on the topic of sunglasses is because we were at my kids track meet the other day and it was very sunny. And he asked me about sunglasses. I don't really know how it came up. And I told them I thought they were trash. And then I had to explain why. So we could talk about it here today. Um, but the interesting thing is, he was like, hmm, I wonder if Nick thinks sunglasses are trash or not. You he would think that your best friend would know that you have sensitive retinas, Nick. He, and he did, did not. He asked that? Wow, that's actually, that's almost offensive, I'm being honest. He... I literally always wear sunglasses. Like any anyone that act, that knows me knows. Like like I said, I don't know how many times I've said it on this show. <laughs> I, where I go play pickup basketball and I play outside, uh -huh. no one call no one calls me Nick. Everyone calls me Shades because I always play in sunglasses. That's no my, way. Yeah, that's my actual nickname is Shades. It's a it's a cool nickname. Is that not? Yeah, a cool that's, nickname? that's actually a really good one. I've never personally had a nickname. I would love to know everybody's nicknames out there. Maybe throw some my way, throw some at my friends that they think that you think they they could call me as I just stuttered. Maybe call me stutter. I don't know. I mean, that, that is actually a good open ended poll question. We'll do. Do you have any nicknames? Because uh, besides that, the, uh, in college, I had a nickname of my name was nickname was Nate because the guy that lived next to me and my friend Tyler, you know, freshman year. I'm pretty sure he forgot my name and just called me Nate, <laughs> and it stuck. So my nickname was Nate in college, which I didn't mind. It was kind of funny. And then Shades, which I think Shades is a good – so you've never had a nickname? Never, and I've played sports my whole life. You know, that's where nicknames come from pretty much. You know, most I feel, you know what? Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Like your Shades playing pickup basketball. Wow. But I have never had a nickname. 
Well, you know what I think part of nicknames is? There's always that one person that they're the nickname person. Am I right? Uh, like they give the nickname. Yeah, like they're, they're the like, one that always is giving somebody a nickname. Yes. You know so, what's interesting? That is me. I used to give all of my friends, boyfriends, nicknames because I didn't feel like learning their names. Um, so I would give their their new boyfriends or the people that they're talking to nicknames. And we would like, there was Cowboy. Um, there was, oh my gosh, why is my mind going blank now? There's been so many nicknames. I literally give, I literally gave all of her boyfriends or the people that she was talking to nicknames. It was my thing. So that must be why, though. You've never got a nickname because you're the nickname person. I, it must be it. Because like, what a shame. I, where I play basketball, there's this guy. His name is Ace. Real cool dude. He's the one I gave me the nickname, and he gives people nicknames. I th- he's well, a nickname guy. There you go. I need a nickname person in my life, so. People out there, I'm looking for a nickname person. Guys, yeah, send in your best nickname for Megan. Fred should come up with one. Uh, Well, the interesting thing is he just said something about Megs. Like, people have tried to... I'm with the short name. People Megan to Megs. And she's like, I can't stand it. That's not a real nickname, though. That's not a nickname. No, I do not like my name shortened. That is not a nickname. My name is She doesn't have a nickname because she's picky about her mouth. Fred, go cut cut your patchy grass already. (laughs) Why has he still been listening? I hope he hasn't been listening this whole time. Go go cut your grass. Go cut your grass. He literally just kind of walked in for a second, but... Sometimes people try to call me Megs. I'm not a fan. Don't shorten my name. My name is Megan. Um, so I want like a real nickname. Like people, you know. Well, someone someone will send in a good one. Is is Fred out of the room? Before we get in the fun fact, is Fred out of the room? He is. So a running joke that I've done. You know, I've done on the show. I've done off the show. I've made fun of his grass, right? You know, he just moved in his new house. It's so bad. It, it's kind of patchy, right? Well, yeah, it's what happens, still. right? Now that I have my own grass, I'll tell you what. I haven't cut my grass in like a month. I'm going to finally cut it Thursday. But like my grass is super overgrown. He's going to come over here. He's going to get back at me and make fun of my grass. I already know it. It's going to happen. So I got to keep no. making fun of him before he comes here. You need to cut it like two days before he comes you know i've had my house for like three years now two years two or three years i think i'm going on three if you want your grass to look nice when somebody is coming over do it two days before two days before they come over it goes out it's kind of like a dude's haircut you know that first day you're like oh that's not a good haircut two days later you're like dang that looks good so you got to do it two days before no but it's like I'm telling you, it's not going to look good. He's going to make fun of me because I've, <laughs> I've had to focus on the inside. I had a lot of stuff on the inside to work on. Have, I have not even worried about the outside. I don't really care. I just know he's finally going to get his payback. But you know what, real quick, that actually, before we get into the fun fact, since you know, you've been a homeowner for two, three years, I'm hosting Fred next week. First time ever hosting him. Uh-huh. Do you have any tips you would like to give me on your first time hosting someone at your house? Any tips? You know, it's interesting. The first time I hosted anybody at my house, they are now my children. I've never hosted anybody oh. at my house. I've had get togethers. Obviously, you came to my house last I year for, for Bear Olympics. Shout out to Bear Olympics. Um, I've never really had anybody stay at my house for any extended period of time. I would make sure that they um, have a bed to sleep in. And if you don't have a bed, make sure you got a kick ass couch for them to sleep on. And then clean sheets and clean pillows. Like I love, I'm a pillow fanatic. Most of the time I bring my own pillow from home. Yes, I'm that girl. Don't at me. Okay. Uh, But a pillow and a good blankie, you're good. That's all you need. And Fred finds food wherever. So don't even worry about the fucking food. (laughs) So, well, I told him to bring his own air mattress. He's going to bring his own air mattress. I think he has a good one. And then I, I'll go to Walmart if I gotta buy him like a nice pillow or a blanket. No, I'll tell him. I'll tell him to bring the pillow. You do need blankets now. You have to have sheets for the for the air mattress. Sheets. You have sheets, or does he need to bring his sheets too? He's got to bring his own everything. If I'm okay, honest. bring his own everything. Okay, I'm not really well, moving in yet. He's got to bring his own everything. Okay, well that's fine. That's fine. But okay, so say a year or two down the line when I'm guessing, are you remodeling your house? Is that what you're doing? I think well, Fred told me a little bit about it. I just have to do a lot of work on it. Like, cause it was like the people that owned it before me, like I said, they're hoarders. They had left a bunch of shit inside. No they way. Take, they did not take care of the house at all. The house was like, they bought the house like a couple years ago from people that like kept it in immaculate condition. I had, I, I saw pictures of it when they bought it 
And from, I don't know how, I think they had it five years, maybe. I'm not sure how long they had their house. They did nothing to it. They did no work. They did Ugh. no upkeep and everything just slowly went to shit. You know what I mean? Like you got to upkeep your house. Otherwise they're going to go to shit. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happened. Okay. Well, I'm in a year or two, when you've got everything in the house ready and great, are you going to have a guest room? Uh, I probably will. Okay. You're going to get you... Uh, a mattress off Amazon because they are fire. I'm going to go ahead and let you know they're great. A hundred bucks. Great mattress on Amazon. You're going to spend another $50 on a bed frame. They have really nice ones now that are super, super cheap. Look amazing. Great aesthetic. And you're just going to get a cup, two, not any more than two, just two good pillows. And a fresh shit set shit a fresh set of sheets, and you're just gonna keep them fresh for whenever people come over. And that is the secret of being a good host: is clean sheets and a decent mattress. All right, so I'll make sure to have that for when I finally am hosting people for real. Yeah, but for you know, this is a good trial run though, because you know yeah. y'all are like besties. So yeah, who cares uh, how he feels? You that know. Is- that is true. Like, like he said, like he doesn't really care. He's want somewhere to sleep. I'm not like too worried about it. But yeah, I was just those are some good tips. And uh, let's get into the fun fact, though. You ready for this fun fact? This is actually a really good one. I I think it is at least. This is a good bar trivia one. That actually, I don't know if bars will use it. Anyways, did you know the tallest waterfall in the world is actually underwater? No way. Yes. So the tall, like usually the answer to the tallest waterfall on land is Angel Falls in Eastern Venezuela. It's 3,212 feet tall. Mm. But the tallest one in the world, if you count underwater, it's in the Denmark Strait. It's in an 11,500 feet drop. How do they know that? See, so, that's what freaks me out. How do you, how do you even know how far that, down that goes? Uh, they have like sonar and everything to like, you know, they can oh, see yeah. how, you know, deep everything is. And basically like, so you might be, some people might be wondering, how do you get a waterfall underwater, right? Is that not a little weird? What Definitely it is, weird. so what it is, is there's like, it's like a place where warmer water, there's like warmer water and it's heading up north towards colder water. So it's heading up north towards colder water. And then when it, once it hits, once it hits the colder water, you know, the warm, the warm water on top, it loses its temperature. It sinks down to the bottom and where it's sinking down to the bottom is where it's more shallow. So then the cooled water rushes over towards where there's more cold water and it drops down the 11,500 feet, like cliff kind of. That is literally the craziest shit I've ever heard. I think. You want to see even crazier? It's, it's in the Denmark Strait, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know where the Denmark Strait is located? I'm guessing not in Denmark. If it's no, crazy, it's not in Denmark. It's in between <laughs> Greenland and Iceland. So, like, obviously, I know Denmark owns Greenland, but still, you would think the Denmark Strait is in over by Denmark and between all those islands. No, it's in between Greenland and Iceland. That's another fun fact for you guys. You got double fun fact. Yeah, that's really really crazy. Interestingly enough. Me and Tyler just watched this documentary about this guy going all over the world. He um, is a bigger African-American gentleman, and he came up with this idea to document his world travel because he was like, I've never seen people like me world traveling and out here, blah, blah, blah. So he, you know, they made, I think it was on Hulu, either Hulu or Netflix. I don't know. And he went to Greenland. And it was the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen. Greenland is not green, just so y'all know. It is full of ice. <laughs> it is cold. Um, but they, you know, were like paddleboarding through the water. And they have these huge icebergs everywhere. Looked amazing. And I think I officially added it to my travel list. So that maybe w- I'll go see this uh, freaky underwater waterfall thing you keep talking about. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to see it because then you'll you'll plummet like 12,000 feet to the bottom of the ocean. You see it from like a far away, you know, like maybe like do one of those airplane rides over or something. I'm not sure if it's something you can actually see, though. 
But really? Yeah, well, because it's, well, wa- it's under the water. It's just because of the flow of water. Technically, it's not like a, you know, like a waterfall you can see where it's like real cool, but it's under the water. Well, see, now I'm sad, Nick. Now well, maybe, sad. maybe if you go, you go in a submarine that's not the uh, one that blew no. up. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I guess you, no. you, you unfortunately won't see it unless you go in some uh, janky uh, submarine. But yeah, that's the fun fact: the tallest waterfall, guys. Technically, it's underwater. It's in the Denmark Strait, which is in between Greenland and Iceland. That's the fun there fact. You go. And, uh, you know, we're getting late in the show, as Fred always likes to say. I got uh, two more topics. We'll get you guys out of here. This one I saw earlier today, and I had to bring this up. Megan, did you know you can buy a a legitimate lighthouse from the U.S. government? You know, so back in the day, there was this uh, show, not a show, a movie. uh, What was it? It was about two families coming together and they buy this lighthouse to live in. So I always thought that maybe it was possible. You wait, know, I what? didn't know that there was a I... movie. You've never seen that movie? No, wait, what? Oh my gosh. Now called? I gotta look it up. I don't know. You keep talking it and I'm gonna Google. So so anyways, right? So that's crazy. I didn't that's interesting movie. Basically, the US government started this thing a couple years ago. Where they're doing this program where like, you know, they have like a bunch of lighthouses and light. I don't think lighthouses are used as much anymore. And they're doing this program where they're, they're trying to sell, like they're selling lighthouses and they're selling it to the general public. So if you're a nonprofit organization, you're able to actually get the lighthouse for free, but they're selling these lighthouses. Like they're selling to the public. Now you're probably thinking like me, a lighthouse is going to be really expensive, right? And if it's a lighthouse that's like connected to the land, you know, like on the edge of like, you know, a cliff, but you you can, you can drive out there. You can walk out there. It's not like in between your ocean. Those are expensive, but they have light, they have lighthouses that are like, you know, say a mile, mile and a half, like off the shore that you have to get there by boat. There's one for sale right now in Connecticut. And the highest bid is only $150,000. That's like nothing. Could you imagine like, and like before, I think this is starting to get a little more popular, but when they first started this program, it wasn't as known. There was a guy who bought a lighthouse. I think it was in like the Cleveland river or something like that. Something near Cleveland. He bought it for $10,000. And it's like a legitimate lighthouse in the middle of the river. But is that not crazy? That is crazy. That you can buy a lighthouse from the government. Like if you go right, right now there are two for sale. So if you go to. It's on the gsa.gov, right? And you like, and you like navigate it to like, there's like, they sell resident, like they sell, they sell properties, like they sell courthouses, which I, which I found was odd. Like you can buy an old courthouse, you can buy old government buildings that they don't want anymore. And there's a section that's lighthouses. They got the Penfield Reef Lighthouse, which I, which I just talked about off the shore of Connecticut. And then there's one, a different one in the Cleveland Harbor, Harbor. And the highest bid for that is, well, let's say it's in Cleveland, but the highest bid is, I think it's a little more. Ah, crap. It won't tell me. But anyway, there's two for sale right now. If you want to really want to buy a lighthouse, guys. Okay. But is there government stipulations? Like, do you have to keep the lighthouse going? Do you have to have the light on all the time? Like, what go you know do you have to keep it a lighthouse can you redesign it and make it like some cool ass shit you know like a party house or something so what what can we make it into i think you can you can do whatever you want to it i'm pretty sure but i think there there are there are regulations like you might have to shine the light a certain amount of times or might have to do this or that that's pretty sure there are the government's gonna have to pay me to do that though like if i'm moving in if i'm buying this lighthouse and the government still wants me to man the light no, bro. We need to come up with a contract payment. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm guessing there are certain things you have to do. Like, you are right. It's not just like, oh, do whatever you want. Like, hey, you can kind of do whatever you want. But, like, you know, we still need you to, like, make this light go, you know? Yeah. So, so the movie that I was talking about earlier is called Yours, Mine, and Ours from 2005. If you've never seen it, you need to see it. It's a yours, great. Mine, and Ours. Yes, it's a it's a family movie, fam, fr- family friendly. About Wait, some kids. I have seen kind this of like movie, Cheaper I by think. the Dozen. 
I have seen this movie. Yeah. It's it's a really good love story, you know, like they kind of merge their families. They got like 20 fucking kids or some shit like that living in this lighthouse. They live in a lighthouse. Yeah. It was a good movie, but that's what it made me think of. It's actually, is it is it a lighthouse in Connecticut too? I think the movie it says. I think it is. That's cool. But uh, yeah, guys, you can you can buy a lighthouse. Keep your eyes on the keep your eyes open. You can buy a lighthouse. One last thing, Megan, before we get out of here and give them our well, we don't, our songs of the week or whatever. Mine's media of the week. Fred was saying you guys got the NC State versus UConn uh, women's basketball game coming up in November, and aren't you and Tyler big NC State fans? I would not say that I'm a big NC State fan. Tyler is a big NC State fan. She okay. went to NC State, played softball at NC State. She was a college athlete there, so she, you know, like bleeds red or whatever those losers <laughs> say that are alumni of colleges that are into their colleges. I am kind of like an adopted fan. I'm actually a men's UNC basketball fan. You, um, that is. But I bad. do enjoy going to the NC State girls games. People out there that know the rivalry between NC State and UNC probably think I'm a traitor, but it is what it is. So, but I'm super excited. We're trying to get tickets to go. We're going to sit right beside Fred and talk all kinds of shit the whole time. UConn is probably going to wax our asses this year because we had a ton of players leave from last year. But it's going to be a blast. I'm going to get me a jersey or something cute to wear. Give me a good post and then talk shit for two hours. Yeah, uh, that sounds like fun. I mean, maybe maybe I'll, I'll see what date is. Maybe I'll try to come down to come to the game because I'm a big UConn basketball fan, men and women. I had season tickets to the men's last year. I'm renewing no for way. this year. Yeah, I'm renewing for this year. So it was really cool. The That's one awesome. year I got season tickets, they won the championship. Like I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan, a UConn fan. So hey, maybe well, I'll try to come down know, there. Not to talk to it, but there's not much else to do in Connecticut besides go watch basketball. Is there? Have you been in Connecticut? <laughs> have, you, have you have you been in Connecticut? <laughs> no, I haven't. Fred has okay. been asking me for years to go. What? How, how long have we been friends? Uh, six, six, seven years. I, me and my wife are going down there for y'all's week long bros trip next year. We're gonna. I'm. I'm. I've already put it in my calendar, and I'm gonna do it. Are you I'm going to Connecticut? Yes, I'm gonna come. Go up, actually. Go oh, up, yeah. down, whatever you call you gonna, it. Next year, gonna be here. That's gonna be dope. You can come see my house filled with spiders. Uh, no, sir. You will get. You can stay here if you want. Yeah. Before we no. go stay there. You can stay in the basement if you want with all spiders. <laughs> I will not be staying in your basement, Nick. It's gotta be the creepiest thing anybody's ever asked me. Fine, you can stay in you can stay in the attic. There's probably less spiders up there. They probably like the basement because it's cold. And dark. I think spiders like the dark like It's actually not super dark. You know, there's a couple windows down there. Then how is it a basement if it's got windows? Now I've got all kinds of questions. Well, like you, have you have you ever been in a basement? They don't have many basements down there. So you've ever been in a basement? Well, no, but basement doesn't mean windows. I've seen television shows. They got that one creepy window in the scary movie uh, that you're like, damn it, I no, wish I could. Well, crawl usually out of they that. have like little windows at the top, or like the, the like little half windows at the top. Every yeah. basement usually has those. Yeah. Like, I got like four of those in my basement. Oh. So, you know, there's a little That's, light. There cannot be a lot of natural light, Nick. No way. On one side, on the finished side, there actually is a decent amount of light. Wow. Well, look at there. On the unfinished side where you can say there's no light, all creepy spiders. Oh, okay. Well, we have to rectify that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's it. I think that's the show. Did it season, season four episode? I think it's five, I guess. I don't know. Fred changed it. I have no clue. Season four, wh whatever episode, before we get out of here, Hey, read Megan, the outline. It, it is episode. Outline. I've got confirmation that it is episode five. It's Tell Fred to go thing. cut his dumb little grass that he needs to go cut. All right. Okay. Or cut the couple hairs on the top of his head. I don't know. Tell him to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> so before we get out of here, guys, we got your media of the week. I'll start off. I got another YouTube channel for you guys. Check out Sunny V Two. It's another one of those like documentary kind of videos I was talking about before. 
These are shorter. They're like 10 minutes. Real, They're pretty good. I Check it out, guys. Sunny V2. Megan, your song of the week? Okay. I am not a big Taylor Swift fan. You can overrated. ask Freddie. I think she's overrated. But I did find this song on a TikTok uh, like a week ago. It's called The One by Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure it's a little bit older. It's a total vibe for me. It speaks to my soul. Y'all go listen to it and let me know what you think. So the one by Taylor Swift. And then Fred yep. has uh Margaret Robbie by Bryce Vine. Vin Vine. I, I don't know. Fun. I don't know. It probably stinks. Don't listen to it, guys. No, I'm just <laughs> it's probably trash, let's be honest. It's probably trash. Go watch a Sunny V2 video instead. But yeah, we got me of the week. We got me, Sunny V2. We got Megan the One by Taylor Swift. And we got Fred, Margaret Robbie by Bryce Vine. Fred's gonna get mad. I'm not gonna do a full circle song of the season. You can, whatever, Fred, go cut your grass. <laughs> Megan. Hey, say bye to her and thank her for coming on so I can get on and wrap I'm this a, thing up. I'm about to do, hey, get out. You're not on the show. No, no, he's not coming on the show. He's not on the show. He's not on the show. I don't know what it, he's ruined the show. Megan, though, for real, thanks for being on. You did an awesome job. I had a real fun time. Thanks for coming on. We'll have you back on again soon, I hope. Yes, of course. Anytime. I live right up the street from Freddie. So anytime you need me, if you need a replacement for Freddie, you just, you know how to get in contact with me, Nick. I, th- I think we might. He should go work on his, keep working on his yard instead of. I think, I think he should become a professional lawn maintenance person and fix his yard. And then I'll podcast. I like that. I think that's a plan, but. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Nick. I literally was so, in- so nervous before, um, you, Thanks you did an amazing job. You did amazing job. to me rant for an hour and seven minutes. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, but guys, that's it. Season four, episode five of Full Circle. Play the outro. Nick, I'm going to play the outro, but I cannot emphasize no. how. No, I don't no. know me. It's not Full Circle <laughs> with Nick. It's Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Um, Nick, she was so nervous, like literally going on and on about how she didn't know what to do. And then it's the same routine with all these freaking podcast pros. You know, I don't know what to do. Like, do you know how to make a phone call? It's the same thing. She killed it. Um, except for some of the crap she'd be talking, but we'll come, we'll come back to that another time. Uh, I'll play the outro. My song's not garbage. It's Margot Robbie by Bryce Vine. It's a great song and my yard needs work. So I'm out. I'm playing the outro. Fuck you, Nick. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Don't forget to follow on Facebook and Instagram at full.circlepodcast for weekly polls and updates. Fred and Nick and sometimes Megan. See? Look, I knew she was going to talk to... Oh, let's loop it again. Damn it. Thanks for listening. All right, hang on. So she, Nick, she gets on. It's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Because she's nervous, so she's not going to elaborate. And then you start... Look, we're an hour seven in and you had to shut her down. You know what I mean? I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Oh.